This is the Geek Therapy Podcast. Join Lara Taylor and me, Josue Cardona, as we celebrate how geek culture is saving the world. Currently, we're focusing on a geek therapy library. The library is designed to help fans communicate through their favorite movies, books, and games. It's a resource for therapists, teachers, and parents to find a way to work with or talk about important things through awesome content. Welcome to the show. So what's up, Lara? We haven't done this in a while. We're back. Yeah, we are back. I I don't know if I know how to do this anymore. <laughs> it's uh, I'm 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 on the fence myself. Um, on our vacation. Um, vacation. Like, vacation. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. This was not vacation. a vac- It was a podcast vacation. It was not. Yeah, vacation. yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> all I all I did was play Zelda, pretty much. I hate you. All I did was unpack. <laughs> well, that's what you get for moving. Uh, I know. All right, so before we get started, I will give one content warning. I will talk about a few things um, related to suicide. Not too many, not too in-depth, but but that's definitely something we're going to talk about. And actually, I'm going to get that out of the way right now. I I told you about that new show on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why. Right. And did you get to watch any? No. um, No? Okay. But I'm, I'm going to. And okay. I've heard nothing but good things. Nothing but okay. good things. Oh well, let me let me let me give you some not good things. Um, <laughs> no, so, actually, I'm I'm two episodes in, and for me, it's really hard to watch the show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like the like the premise of the show for for anyone who doesn't know, this girl in a high school kills herself, and mm-hmm. then she sends out these tapes to all of the people. Um, to people in her life. So then there's like this, um, she is talking to all these people about why she killed herself. And these people are at the high school are listening to these tapes. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. But just just that, right? Like the, the girl who killed herself, her name is uh, Hannah. And mm-hmm. I feel like the way she, she did it, like the, her, the way the character is coming through those tapes, it seems like I see her as a villain at this point. And it, hmm. it's uncomfortable for me to think of the the girl in high school who probably went through a lot of stuff um, and was so overwhelmed, you know, that she, you know, she, she, she ended up killing herself. And then me seeing her as a villain, like it's bringing up all sorts of emotions. And I'm sure that a lot of people have, uh, I know that a lot of people are feeling different things about that show for different reasons. And... So we won't go into detail um, now. Like I said, I've only watched the first two episodes. Right. Um, I am intrigued. Like I kind of like the format, but that again, that that thing about the character bothers me a little. But over on Jedi Council, they're going to do two or three episodes on the show. So they're going they're going deep. They're gonna go deep. Oh yeah. Um, hashtag mental health rep. They are <laughs> they are really um, concerned about some of the representations of not only uh, mental health but mental health treatment, which is. What we're all about here, so I'm glad that they're going, they're going into a lot of detail there on the show. So definitely check out Jedi Council. Oh, and one thing about Jedi Council, I wanted to um, uh, run this by you. They released two episodes last week, mm-hmm. and that's a, I, I feel like that's cheating. That's podcast cheating. That's podcast cheating. Yeah, that's not okay. We've done um, two episodes in a week. Well, that's what that's what I'm getting at. So I kind of want to do either two episodes for two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Or for w- in one week, do three episodes. Whoa! Just like just like despite them, <laughs> you just want to be um, the best. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, we're also like on a race to 100. 
don't know if I ever brought this up, but I, I really want to beat Psych Tech to 100. Mm-hmm. And and we're I, th- I think we're tied right now with this episode. Okay. And I kind of definitely, yeah. Okay. I really want to do that. We need um, to find some special stuff to have special episodes about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Like, I have, I have, I have two, two in the can that are ready to go um, for for ju- just such an occasion. <laughs> <laughs> just to be the first to one hundred. Yeah, and to do more than Jedi Council. <laughs> um, on the g- going back to to the the show, you know, that is is about suicide or. I don't know if it's about suicide, but that's definitely a main theme. There, mm-hmm. um, that show it does give me a vibe very similar to a show that I mentioned a few episodes back called Guidance, starring Michelle Trachtenberg on, and it's on Hulu right now. It feels very similar in the sense that something happened in the school, and the the school in 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 in, in Guidance's case is the guidance counselor is investigating what's happening by interviewing all of the different students, and. Mm. So it has a very similar feel. Um, See, from your description, I got like a Pretty Little Liars vibe. I only watched like two episodes of Pretty Little Liars, but... What happens in Pretty Little Liars? I haven't watched it. All I know is the first few episodes, somebody dies, one of the girl's friends, it's a group of girls that are friends, and one of them dies, but she's not really dead, I don't think. And Mm, um, it's seeing her death in the aftermath through all all the friends through their hmm. eyes. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that sounds kind of similar, actually, yeah. to, to 13 Reasons Why. Again, like 13 Reasons Why, you're getting a narration from the, the, the person who died, but you're experiencing it at the rate that a particular character is experiencing it. Again, like, I, I'm curious about the format. I, I like the format. Um, we'll see. You okay, don't know how you feel less. about how that the the girl is kind of like yeah it's complicated again like off. I see her okay. yeah again it's a ugh, I don't know she seems like sadistic to me at this point and it's again it's it's uncomfortable plus it's portraying high school in yeah. a you know in a way that it's reminding me how much I hate high school <laughs> yeah oh, like I still hate high school and it's bringing back like it, it's it's a I don't know I don't mm, it's mm. difficult feelings. Mm. Uh, but then there's another movie on Netflix. There's a movie on Netflix called The Discovery, hmm. which also which also addresses suicide in a very in a very strange way. Which is that in the movie, the there's a scientist who has proven that an afterlife exists, and so in the movie, the the premise is that suicide rates are elevated throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a crisis. And, you know, apparently in this world, what they're saying is that, you know, people have found out that the afterlife is real. So a lot of people are choosing to kill themselves. And it is that's kind of the backdrop, the setting for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're talking like I always say, whether it's a it's a good representation or bad representation. I mean, it gets people talking and then hopefully people like us, people like Jedi Council will will talk about the issues and address things that are not accurate or, or at the very least it's a, you know, it's an opportunity to bring up the suicide hotline. And so that's it for, for suicide stuff. Are, are you sure? Cause that episode of so. that, that episode of Chicago med, I was talking about deals with suicide. Oh, you're right. You're right. Actually, okay. I mentioned that before we started recording, uh, but I didn't right, mention right. the suicide part. Um, you're right. You're right. So I watched 
I'm still catching up on shows because, you know, unpacking kind of um, gets in the way of, of doing things. But um, the other night we were watching uh, Chicago Med. I think it's episode 17, season two. Um, it's called Monday Morning, but morning like loss, not morning like the time of day. Um, gotcha. So the episode starts off with I got one of the... Um, resident doctors in the hospital coming in and like everyone says hi to him and he he walks in like normally and then he just doesn't stop and he goes up to the top of the hospital and he jumps off um and this is a character that's struggled with um addiction and alcoholism uh in the show um and it's not the focus of the show isn't really about the suicide um it's about the aftermath of the suicide and what it's like working in a situation where you've had um, someone w- that you know and you work with has passed on. Um, so what I liked was it brought up a, cons- like it brought up what do people deal with when they see this person every day and they don't realize how much pain they're in. Um, there were a lot of doctors who were like, I work with this guy every day. How did I not know that this was going on? And this is the show that has my my favorite psychiatrist who, like all uh, representations on TV, aren't always perfect. But um, my, my favorite psychiatrist, Dr. Charles, and his intern that is still bumbling around in psychiatry because she doesn't get people very well. <laughs> um, but the, the intern takes it really hard um, because in a previous episode, this, this guy came to her for help. Um, and she said she couldn't, like, he asked for pills to make him feel better and she couldn't prescribe him any because it's not ethical. Um, and basically she feels like she should have tried to help him and she didn't. Um, but there, everybody has different reactions. Some people remember him fondly. Um, the head of the emergency department, um, she feels like, like she should, she should, create an environment or she thought she had created an environment where people could come to each other if they were feeling that way. Um, They address some interesting things about um, self-care and burnout and the pressure of being in the medical field and the mental health field. Oh, Uh, especially the portrayal on those shows where it's like, you know, there's never a a dull moment on those hospital shows. Yeah, right. Um, and it's so five crises at the same time. Yeah. Oh, it's of course five, six, seven, or at least one big one that takes like five people because there's something wrong with this person's head and their leg and their what everything. Um, but they talk about um, I think Doctor Charles and a neurosurgeon um, are talking to each other about what it was like in residency, and the neurosurgeon is like, "You never thought about killing yourself." And he was like, no. And uh, another guy comes in and, did you in your residency? And they were like, no. He's like, I thought it was normal. And it's a conversation about everybody thinks about doing it. It's so crazy to be a resident as a doctor um, because they get all the work. Um, And Those are conversations that really happen at colleges. Oh, yeah. Some of them are so intense. That they have higher suicide rates than other than others. Oh and, yeah, and particular programs have higher rates. Yeah, there's so much pressure, and um, I mean, there's pressure to do well. 
There's pressure because you have student loans you have to pay off. Um, There's pressure because you have people's lives in your hands. And then another issue that came up was, and this one really got me, uh, the intern comes at the end to uh, Dr. Charles's office, and he's sitting in his office by himself at the end of the day. And he's like, they had a quick little conversation, like check in. And then he says, okay, see you tomorrow. And she turns back and comes back to him and says, people come to you with your pain or with, with their pain, with all of their pain, don't they? And throughout the whole episode, he's been helping everyone else deal with what was going on in a, in small ways because at the beginning he makes an announcement that his colleague will will take on anyone who needs to talk for counseling and she asks him how are you doing which is crazy because you know no one thinks to ask him how he's doing and people who deal in mental health have to deal with that stuff all the time um they're expected to pull in all the pain And then they, I don't know, they just don't have an outlet sometimes. Yeah, especially people who work. um, I mean, it probably happens in a, a, again, high high stakes, high pressure, high speed environment, right? Where everybody's working really hard. How often are people asking, like, how are you doing? Like, really, really doing. But especially some people work alone, you know? Oh, yeah. Private practice. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was, it was, I was like, oh, Someone finally asked Dr. Charles how he's doing. <laughs> and he yeah. said, no, I'm not okay. Hmm. Um, and they they talked about that a bit. So that was a good representation of um, some of what it's like to have to deal with all of that stuff all day and compartmentalize it and put it aside and then... Um, it was it was good to see someone to see someone that wasn't uh, that doesn't always get it. Um, yeah. Kind of learn. Oh, he's in pain. So, hmm. yep. Hashtag mental health rep twice like in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, I've only seen the one episode of of Chicago Med, which maybe you can talk about now too. Um, but I, you had told me before that there is, you know, you're in a hospital, but that you get to see the psychiatry department. Right. Which is, I mean, how many people um, arrive at the emergency room for a mental health, uh, for mental health first aid, right, or for, for a mental health crisis? Even if, even if they don't, sometimes it becomes that. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Like when it's a, it's a, a substance it, yeah. abuse kind of thing, too. I mean, they end up going to uh, the psychiatry department. Yeah. And um, I don't... I don't. I never really watched any medical drama. I love them. So, I love them. Yeah. So, so like, much. I never watched like ER. Or... Oh, that's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so I. But so so, you know, you're you're a connoisseur of these things. Um, were, was there ever any psychiatry department representation that was consistent throughout those series, or like is, like is Chicago Med doing something special? This one's doing something a little bit special. I mean, on the periphery, like people would. They would have psych consult. Oh, get me a psych consult. Get me a psych consult. But and there would be a recurring character. But most of the time, um, there wasn't like a main psychiatrist um, that were or psychiatry inter- a psychiatric intern or anything coming down to to help. 
Um, but they do address those things on a lot of other medical shows. I've watched ER, House. House was pretty good um, with dealing with stuff like that. But um, yeah, no like consistency. Um, and it's interesting with this one being able to watch the um, the relationship between the supervisor and the intern and how that grows as they go along. All right, so tell me about that other episode that, that we watched. Actually, do you remember the, the season and number for the one that you just talked about? The one I just talked about was season two, episode 17. And okay. yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember what the one I made you. Oh, I had you watch um, season two, episode 15. It's called Lose Yourself. Okay. Um, and that one, it's been a while. But I asked you to watch it because I wanted your thoughts about it. Um, and we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, yep. A man who lost his uh, wife um, comes in for some injury. I think I can't remember what. No, it was. no, he was so so he was dressed as a superhero. Yeah, he was dressed as a superhero, and he saved someone that's who was right. hurt on the street, and right. he brought so, her in. Yeah, that's right. But I didn't he end, he ended up having something wrong with him anyway that he needed treated when I think it was like when he saved the girl or something or whatever um, he got injured. But it was that is possible. Yeah, yeah, because he was in the hospital for a while. He wasn't just hanging around waiting, but he was in a superhero costume and he saved a girl and he along the way when they were treating him, they got rid of the superhero costume like they cut it up to get to him or they or yeah i think they had to cut it to get to him or something and he asks where it is and he starts getting really he starts getting upset um because he's had this identity with this superhero costume um and the intern in the episode thinks he's crazy um and is like why does he need this superhero thing he's too attached to this object we should commit him and the the doctor, Dr. Charles, my man, Dr. Charles, is like, <laughs> he literally presented with saving someone. He is not <laughs> a danger to himself or others. We can't commit him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, that was an interesting thing. But then later, there's some questionable things she does. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, tr- tricks him into thinking he can help people without the costume. Um, to make him feel better. Yeah, she stages a situation where someone um, has a heart attack or, or something right. similar right in front of his room so that he comes out and helps the person and, and then she, feels like, like – so he, so she can just come back and say, see, I told you you could save people and you don't need a superhero costume for that. You're, you're in, she's trying to empower him to be able to do it on his own, but – Through lying. Through lying. Not okay. Yeah, no – well-intentioned, but yeah, no. <laughs> um, and then later on, at the end of the episode, she gives him kind of a, it, it's like a a way of transitioning to something different and gives him a quote-unquote new superhero costume. It's a, a volunteer vest for the, for the hospital so he can help people in the hospital um, by being a volunteer. And yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of things he can do in a hospital helping people. They 
typically need a lot of people, especially like in children's hospitals and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean, th- and that was cool how she helped him channel that desire to help people. Right. And that made was an way more rational <laughs> than what the, what he was thinking of before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like it. I, I like that a lot. But just because people dress up in superhero costumes does not make them crazy. That is right. That is also right. <laughs> but it doesn't make them not crazy either. But don't just assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not representative. <laughs> no. It's not a diagnostic criteria. Cosplayers do not need to be committed because they're cosplayers. No. That is right. <laughs> you can never say that enough. <laughs> so I know that you also saw the only the, the there were a few movies and TV shows that came out um, during this time. That we yeah uh, during our little break. Yep. Oh, I keep forgetting stuff. Uh, yep, I'm I'm pretty much right back where I was when we stopped. My notes are all over the place, and I keep forgetting stuff. <laughs> so, um, um, oh. so the last thing I will say about uh, suicide is that I was um, invited to be on a show called um, SPSM Chats, which is SPSM is social uh, suicide prevention social media, and it's a group um, who talks about. Suicide prevention, they're clinicians over there. They're involved in um, suicidology associations. I mean, they are they are really in it. And um, they invited me to be on, so I was there. They wanted me to talk about Doctor Who and suicide prevention. And uh, so check them out on SPSM Chats. And they're, they, uh, last week, the week before I was there, they also talked about um, 13 Reasons Why. Apparently that is the hot topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, it, I mean, it, it gets people talking, so that oh, is yeah. that is fine by me. Jumping back to the to, to my order of notes, actually, it's all <laughs> over the place. I know. Um, so speaking of movies and things that came out that we may have missed um, while we were away, uh, I know Beauty and the Beast came out, which is probably one of the biggest movies mm-hmm. um, this year. Yes. Was Was there anything in in Beauty and the Beast that you think might be relatable or or could eventually lead to an entry? Well. I loved what they did with Beauty and the Beast. It's basically the 90s cartoon movie, right? The animated movie, but like souped up. Like they added so much stuff to it um, and made the story make a lot more sense. (laughs) Huh. Okay. I haven't seen it. So I'm guessing, but since I've seen the animated version many times, I'm sure that there are no spoilers (laughs) in the the live action. Uh, The... There are so the live action they change a couple of things. Um, okay, they. Oh, I'm trying to remember. There's something different about Belle's father. Um, he's not an inventor. He's an artist. Okay. Um, and um, her backstory is actually um really interesting. You get to know um how she lost her mother, um, mm. and that was that was an interesting thing to watch um right around the time where I, I've, I've been thinking about my mom a lot and I've mentioned before in the podcast I lost my mom when I was younger um and so that that one got to me and I was like oh that that's that's sad I don't want to spoil a lot of things but um I mean do you want me to spoil it I don't know are you gonna see yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. I, I will see it, but it's okay. Go um, her mom dies when she's a baby, um, from the plague. 
Um, oh, okay. Which makes sense during the with the yeah. timeline and, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So her mom dies from the plague, um, and she her dad doesn't really talk much about her. I don't think um, some, but not much, and so she's always left wondering what she was like, and um, she her dream is to uh, go back to to go to meet her mom and go to Paris where they used to live when she was a baby and uh the beast uses the mirror to take her there um and it it's just a a moving experience watching her see where she was and like putting together these these memories of when she was like like her earliest memories of being a, a baby and um just Whoa. flashes of things that she's like oh that's where that came from and and things like that um so oh yeah so i mean something that you don't you rarely get an opportunity to to look back right uh, equivalent now would be like there's some there's pictures or there's footage or something like that yeah you would never seen before and, and they added the the power of the mirror maybe it wasn't the mirror no the mirror didn't take her there there was another a book or something that he opens up that allows her to go somewhere the her, like the, the place she wants to go most um, and so they went to Paris. Um, and the beast's backstory is also um, something that that changes how you look at him. And so in the animated movie, he's just like a snot-nosed, like bratty, supposedly 11-year-old that it looks like he's 20, you know, uh, <laughs> um, who turns away an evil witch, right? or not an evil witch, but like... The, the witch who, who curses him because he just thinks she's some old lady trying to get some some handout. Um, so in the in the uh, in the new movie, the updated version, the live action one, um, they give some backstory about and and the the other characters. I think it's um, Cogsworth is talking to somebody about what happened when he. I think it's Cogsworth. It could be Lumiere. But um, they talk about uh, who raised him. Um, his his mother died when he was young, too. And his father was cruel um, and raised him to be a cruel and cold person. And they said that he was a, a happy young boy before his mother died. And so they don't show too much of how he grew up. Um, there's a couple of scenes, but... You can kind of infer from it that the dad was kind of abusive. So, hmm. um, okay, you see why he may have become callous and and uncaring. Hmm. I wonder how much of that is from the original fairy tale. I have no idea. Or the original story, yeah, because there have been a lot of versions of, of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And they've ad- they added songs that, that some songs that were pretty powerful. I think the Beast was singing a song of when Belle leaves to go back and save her father, and he finally lets her go. There's this song that he's belting out that I'll love her forever, whether she comes back or not. And she's basically he says she's never coming back, and I'm gonna be alone. Um, so that could be kind of relatable to some people. <laughs> it sounds like something that might be relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. But it was it was really a really good movie and t- definitely worth seeing. I will definitely check it out once it's out on video. Is there anything else that you watched or read over the past few weeks? I spent the past few weeks reading um, Carrie Fisher's memoir, uh, The mm. Princess Diaries. 
Oh, that's got to be full of so much good stuff. So much good stuff, not much, like, I mean, it's a, it's a autobiography. There's some of her poems from what, from her journal, um, mm-hmm. from when she was in Star Wars. Um, not much, like, content-wise for the library or anything, but um, okay. there was some stuff that, like, knowing that she wrote it just before she died um, was really sad to read. Um, in the end, in the acknowledgments, she, um, mentioned something about her mom and a recent, like, health scare her mom had, and she said, uh, that she was, um, something about, mom, don't ever do that again, you're not allowed to die, that kind of thing, and I was like, oh. Uh, Oh, yeah. So... Pulled at my heartstrings. Um, there were some. Th- I mean, she was young enough that she was still looking forward to the future, and um, it yeah. hurts not being able to knowing that she's not going to be able to do any of the things she wanted to do. Or, um, and she would make flippant jokes about things after that'll happen after she's gone, and um, she didn't realize it would happen so soon. But but it's a good read. It's a good read. We went from, do you have anything to talk about, to you pretty much talking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's worked out well. Um, so I've got, I've got a couple things that I watched. Uh, I'm going to go in order of, I don't know, this is weird, because some of these things are, seem to be unpopular. Um, and I understand why. We don't have to un- address those parts of it. But <laughs> Okay. Um, so I'll start with, I saw Power Rangers. Very, very cool. I liked it a lot. It was, um, it was. It's a story about these teenagers, and it's a story about, you know, it's very uh, coming of age in a sense, right? About there's just these teenagers, but they feel very real mm-hmm. to an extent, you know. Um, and they're all dealing with different things. Um, one of them is, like he says, he's on the spectrum. So that was interesting to see to see a character huh. who, yeah. So you know, and and. The the way that that he portrays that character is very interesting. He's like, he he might be my favorite character in the movie, um, and and he's the one that kind of gets the ball the ball rolling, um, mm-hmm. and and that was really good to see. And you know, I'm I'm curious if some people have some problem with the representation of of autism. He's probably more um, Asperger's than than you know uh, further on in the in the spectrum. Yeah, now as supposedly what with the DSM well, five, Asperger's the doesn't Asperger's exist, right? doesn't yeah. exist. But people who have Asperger's feel yeah, yeah in the DSM. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so I'm curious, you know, uh, if there's been any any sort of um, problems with that portrayal. But um, but I thought that the character was great, and I love what they did with the story. But again, it's it's about teenagers um, dealing with uh, real stuff, and then on top of that, they have this. Uh, responsibility in a way, right? Of having mm-hmm. these powers, and it's it's really great to see these kids like, oh, we have superpowers now. This is pretty cool, and then actually have to train and work hard, and you know, and come together to to, to stop something. I don't know. I really liked it. I think that the the characters are all very relatable, and I don't know. I, I liked I liked it a lot. I think I think there's a lot of stuff to to pull from um, there, and. Again, I, I won't get into anything specific. Or, or there is there is one thing. Like there was one part where I thought that um, 
Kimberly's character in particular, she like has the secret. And I thought it was going to be since it is a movie and it was, you know, it, it, it was like building up um, something very dramatic. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be something um, way worse than it turned out to be. And what it turned out to be was something that is very much something that a teenager would be like distraught over, you know, it would be like, it would be so overwhelming when, but looking probably, probably Kimberly will look back on that and say like, it wasn't too bad, you know, and, <laughs> and her friends are able to to help her see that. And I like that they did it that way because it could have been something, I don't know, like I thought they were building up to be something tragic, something traumatic. And it, it wasn't necessarily that, but mm-hmm. still, it still felt very real. So I like, I like that. I liked it a lot. Also Zords and dinosaurs and. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I enjoyed it. I ha- I haven't seen it, so I'll I will reserve judgment. I just the show after the after the first movie and it went to like samurais or like ninjas or whatever. I was like, nope, I can't do it. Can't do it. I miss my friends. Like, but the but the costumes look look pretty similar to the original ones. I'm like, no, they don't. Where are those white <laughs> diamonds, right? The iconic, like, uh, but as far there are as no white diamonds, as far as movie. story and everything, I think um, I've heard some good things about it. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's okay. I like again. I didn't watch it for twenty years, but I have very fond memories of liking it when it first came <laughs> out and, and further on. And I love the idea of it. It's one of those things where going back, I don't know if I could go back and watch it, but I like this version mm-hmm. and I like what they're doing. And they're talking about how they have like five more movies specked out, and I Aww. am all in. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did a lot of cool stuff with the lore too. I don't know. I like it. That's oh, good. Man. I like that movie. That okay. So. Now, I want to talk about Iron Fist. I have not so, seen that either. I'm so, just going to not hate. I'm going to hate but not hate on all the things that, cool, that you've watched. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is probably a conversation for another day, but it feels really weird to feel like I have to defend stuff all the time. Right. Let me like what I like, damn it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked Iron Fist a lot. I think it's my favorite of all the Marvel series for the reason that – um, all the ones on Netflix, for the reason that it um, it's a story about family, right? Mm-hmm. So when uh, what's his name? When Danny Rand comes comes to New York, he like he has an accident when he's a kid. Right? He has this plane accident. His parents die on a plane, and then he ends up uh, not being able to return to New York for fifteen years. So when he comes back, he is like so excited to be back home. And to find the people that he knew when he was there. And it's it's almost like he's a kid coming back. And then nobody believes that it's him. The people who he was close to are essentially don't believe that it's him. And they think that even if he did, he's probably crazy. And they actually they actually send him to 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 a psyche eval. And then they kind of arrange it so that he stays there. And it was so again, it's one of these things where they're showing mental health treatment in Oh, in like the worst way possible, right? They're they're <laughs> right. representing it as as like a jail, essentially. You know, it's like yeah, they said seventy two hours, but man, I've been I've been here for you know they told me I'd be here for seventy two hours years ago, that type of thing. And they're mm-hmm. medicating him against his will, and you know it's hard to watch because one because you know that the character is you know he's not lying, 
and he's not hallucinating. You right. know that everything he's telling you is true. So I feel really bad for him that he has to go through all this. But then um, the representation of, of just the facility and all that stuff is just so harsh. And unfortunately, like, it's not completely wrong. You know, mm-hmm. some of that stuff does happen, but it's just like, oh, it was, it was, it was, um, a little painful to, to, to watch, but I, I really felt for the character. And so he's just trying to reconnect with his family. Another thing that I really like uh, throughout the series is that he is the, and I'm, I'm curious how many people see it this way also, but he's the only one of the defenders, at least, who, and really, and really a lot of these superheroes, he's in the Marvel Universe, he's the only one that I can think of that earned his powers. Hmm. So he and he he talks about it. He, uh, the way he explains it to one person, so they don't think that he's you know that he's making stuff up. He says, "Where I was." So after his accident, he ends up essentially going to another to another plane of existence, like to another dimension, right? The city that 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 goes in and out of of our world, right? So mm-hmm. it's in a way, it's a lot of stuff that they talk about in Thor, right? Where like Asgard is really on another plane, you know? It's kind of it's it's out in space type of thing. It's another dimension. Right. Um, depends on, on how you look at it. And so he goes to the city and he can't, like it disappears for 15 years from Earth, so he can't come back. But while he's there, he tells someone, yeah, I heard about this job and it was the best job uh, at, at the place where I was and I wanted that job. And I worked really, really hard to get it. And you learn that the legend of the Iron Fist is is kind of a role, that there can only be one. Hmm. And so he trained really hard, and he went through all of the trials, and he came out as the one who successfully obtained that power. So I think that there's, just like in, um, um, this is actually what I really like about Doctor Strange. That's what stood out to me about Doctor Strange. He was... He earned that title of Sorcerer Supreme. Like he studied harder than everybody you else. You just who was said at that nobody earned. I know, I know, You're I know. I just liar. remembered. I just remembered. In that another that's the way, Captain liked... America earns his stuff. Like no, not at all. No, absolutely yes. not. Yes, he does. No, no, yes. no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He doesn't earn his powers. They picked him because of his person, like who he was. He he showed compassion and showed. Um, honor and all that good stuff and so they gave him his they gave him the the serum they picked him because of what what qualities he showed them just saying that's not not true yes true in the movies uh, that's what i'm saying yes but it's not like he's the only like there there was a long experiment they had a lot of people that they were testing that thing on in the comics anyway you're right you're right in the movie in the movie they make it clear that like that is why he was picked (laughs) all right all right i'll give you i'll give you that i said in a different way I said it's in true. A it's true. Way. No, no, it's true. It is true. It was like he's got a good heart. Let's give him this. Thing. Hashtag Lars right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sort of. Anyway, so I really like that about this character and the fact that he. One of the things he had to do to um, earn that that um, that power uh, involved a lot of kung fu. So there's a lot of kung fu in this series. A lot so of I kung like fu. That. So much kung fu! Oh, so much kung fu! It's uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and I don't know that that whole thing about story, and it's also it also seems to be the most lighthearted of of all of them. Yeah, and I haven't. I've only watched some of. I watched the first season of Daredevil and some of Jessica Jones, um, and it's all those two series are dark. I know, yeah. and Luke Cage I know is pretty dark too. 
So the villains in that in yeah. that sh- in that show, like the everything that goes on regarding the villains is is so dark in Luke Cage. Right. Um, like Luke Cage as a character is actually like really bright. Like one of the reasons um, that I'm excited about the Defenders is that in the comic books, Luke Cage and and Iron Fist have a history. They're like friends and they work together. Oh yeah. And and like. Daredevil I mean, they have and, Power Man and Iron Fist comics. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was thinking, like, man, like, will they gel? Like, they're both like optimistic, and 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 they're they both they both care. Like, they they both seem like really good people. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how they'll come together on on the screen because individually, I like them. Um, Jessica Jones and 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 Murdoch are not like. That they're the opposite of that, right? right. So uh, all those dynamics are going to be really interesting. But there were, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed brighter. It seemed, I thought that it was a lot of fun. Um, and so so I think that there's a lot there. Um, there's loss, right? There's rejection. There is um, issues with mental health uh, treatment that could, that could be discussed. And even if the, if the way that they portray it is wrong, mm-hmm. I'm... You know, I'm sure that some people probably felt that way, you know, or have felt that way. Like, I didn't want to take that medicine, but they made me take it anyway. Oh, I'm sure I've dealt with kids working in group homes who had to take medication. Or they had to stay at the group home. Or they had to stay at the group home. Yeah, they can't leave. And some group homes, like the one I worked at, aren't locked facilities, but it sure feels like it. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The cops are called if you are gone for more than an hour. It's like, so, yeah. That's yeah. totally relatable. Yeah. 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 And there's there's also like there's an he's still learning like all these superheroes are early on, right? So there's there's this aspect of him where he like he pretty much left the place where he earned his power right afterwards. So he really didn't learn how to use it. So he's still not as powerful as he potentially can be. Mm-hmm. He's still learning how to use it. So when he's trapped there, there's just like he's overwhelmed, he can't really use it. And there's something about him using his anger to be able to channel that that power. Um, or essentially, it's like it's like a it's like his resilience kicks in when when he's under attack. Is kind of the way the way it goes. So again, I think that there's a lot there in in Iron Fist, and I don't know. I really liked it, and I like the character. So that's unpopular opinion number two. That that is very unpopular opinion number two from yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm going and, to and and Iron Fist is not one that I'm like I don't like it. I'm not gonna watch it. I it's just it's on the list. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of shows. There's a lot of stuff. I love a, a good superhero show. I love a good kung fu show. Um, so it's got all. It's it's hitting a lot of things for me. You know, uh, right off the bat. Yeah. But again, there, there, I don't know. There's a lot to like, and I. What bothers me a lot about the the whole idea of whitewashing? It's mm-hmm. such bullshit because the character. If you're going by that, the character has never been. Could they have made the character that's the anything argument. else other than white? Yes, they could have. That's but they the could, argument. Yeah. Was anybody complaining uh, for Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, or Luke Cage for that same reason? I don't think so. Mm. So, right? It's true. It's yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, Although, uh, it's very... right now it's <clears throat> right now it's the the popular comment because there's so many things with the uh, Tilda Swinton's character in Doctor Strange and um uh what's go- there's that the show about the movie about the Great Wall that has Matt Damon, I think is the one in that one. 
Listen, it's a very yeah. popular thing to to get yeah. on people, and yeah. that and that leads me into my my third unpopular opinion, uh, which is Ghost in the Shell. Oh, which, yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. That's another. I, that one. was where I was gonna go next. <laughs> yeah, which again, I also think that the that the whitewashing aspect of it is bullshit, and if you see the movie, you will know you would know why. Um, but I, I still I understand why people are mad, but mm-hmm. I. I I still think that like enthusiast press, enthusiast media is is making the problem worse hmm. by writing articles with, um, you know, quoting some tweets. Um, but I, I like the, I, I like the movie a lot and I like a lot of things that it did differently from the series and other things. And it's a story about manipulation. It's a story about taking someone and forcing them against their will um, through you know to do things for you but in a very in a very strange way right and one of that inclu- and one of those things includes um messing with your race and your identity and hmm. it addresses that kind of head on you know like this is this was their choice of manipulation and and i think i think that there's a lot there's a lot there um and i'm i'm curious how different people will will react to that who who can set aside any ideas of whitewashing or and just watch the movie and see what the character is going through, it's very, very sad. And it made me think a lot about people who um, are in families where, like, so somebody who might be adopted or somebody who is living in a country where they don't, um, where they do not, where they didn't originate from, where they look right. different from the people who are around them. Or people who simply, you know, in the case of adoption, right, where you're not like your parents, you don't look like them. What does that mean? Right. There's mm-hmm. also a character uh, who loses um, her daughter, and now she has someone who is different, right? But it's still the same. Like, what does that mean? And there's there's a whole bunch of sci-fi stuff there that I think is really interesting in terms of the identities that you adopt and how the world reacts to that. And there's a lot about the way you choose to look and the way that the world reacts to that. But the the thing that um, really affected me about the movie is the fact that a lot of this stuff was imposed on her. On, on the main character. So how do you deal with that? What, what happens then? And there's a whole, there's a whole um, theme of having these uh, people who are um, considered less than people hmm. and that you can use them to do other things. Right? That's not a new theme. But I thought that it, it, the, way, the way the movie dealt with that was – like I felt a lot for the, for the characters in, in the movie. So I found a lot of themes there that were – they're pretty relatable. Like it just, it just pisses me off. <laughs> like what, they, what, they, what happened to some of the characters in the movie? Um, but overall, as a as a someone who's been watching Ghost in the Shell for for like twenty years, um, I, I I I like what they did here. All, I like how all your nostalgia buttons are getting pushed right now with the Power you know, Rangers funny. and the yeah, Ghost no, in the Shell. In, this has been Kung a Fu. consistent. <laughs> <laughs> this has been consistently happening for the past like five years now. Yeah. That's because um, the the movie industry has uh, has decided to tap in to all that nineties, uh, all that nineties nostalgia. Yes, <laughs> you saw Beauty and the Beast. I a did very popular movie from the nineties. I 90s. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I and they are making the Little Mermaid and the Lion King and the Aladdin and. It's not a coincidence that. Um, we're in that age where we have jobs and disposable income. Yep, yep. You have disposable income, so now you can 
Go watch all my com- favorites all over again. We're coming after you so you can spend that money. So, yeah, so I did want to talk about those three because um, – No more unpopular opinions? No more? No more unpopular opinions. That, that's pretty much it. Um, I, could go, I could go into much more detail on, on any of them, particularly uh, Ghost in the Shell. But, yeah, I don't know. It's been a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff in terms of, um, of the library. And, you know, for anybody who's, who hasn't uh, heard us give this speech for a while or, or is new, the Geek Therapy Library, the idea behind it is that we want to identify content that will facilitate difficult conversations. And so by taking something, even if it's completely out of context, right, taking one scene of a movie, taking a lyric out of a song, taking a level out of a game, taking a panel out of a comic book, and seeing what people, you know, how people, what it represents, but also what people might feel about mm-hmm. it, how people might relate to that character in that situation, how it might be similar to something that they're going through. Um, you never know when that's going to happen. So on this show, we're essentially just exercising the muscle <laughs> right. of looking at media and seeing how it could potentially be relatable to people and how we could potentially use it to address different themes. That That is a, a good spiel you just made right there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Did you rehearse so, that? I did not. I didn't read it or anything. But it's uh, it's good to remind people because we we don't go into detail about that no. too often. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. And we will be back next week with one, maybe three episodes. I don't know. Whoa. That's how I feel. <laughs> Whoa. Now, you and I will record one, but I've got oh, other yeah. stuff uh, recorded. That's it. Any Any parting words? It's good to be back. Oh, yeah. All right. Talk to you next week. Next week. You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com.